Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford $99, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome to Coach's Corner on Drive 96.9-94.9 FM. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola. And we've got some good news and some interesting news. So the NHL has awarded the the 2022 All-Star game to Las Vegas. So um, the city, having held the league's annual award show every year since 2009, except for 13 and 20, uh, but Commissioner Gary Bettman announced that T-Mobile Arena will host the 2022 All-Star game. Marks the first time fans will get to see the NHL's Best players on the same sheet of ice. Um, the date of the game wasn't announced, but it will be at the midway point of the regular season. So get ready to see Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews mix it up, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin uh, play for the same team once. And so that's great news for the city of Las Vegas in being able to capture these events as we are becoming a major, major sports town here in Las Vegas. So NHL has awarded the 2022 All-Star Game to Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. So going to be interesting to see there. In some other Stanley Cup news, uh, the Montreal Canadiens, the goalie's luck ran out. The Lightning scored five times against the Montreal Canadiens. And Mr. Price was unable to uh, stop any of these goals. So the score ended up being 5-1 in the first game of the Stanley Cup Finals in Tampa Bay. They will now play game two Wednesday at 5 p.m. our time. Uh, then they will go. Then they will go Friday and Monday to Montreal to play um, the next set of games. So uh, the Lightning really kind of put it on with with the Montreal Canadiens did to the Vegas Gold Knights and really jamming up the middle. That's what the Lightning did to the Montreal Canadiens and uh, just really scored. You know, whenever they look, it looked like they really scored whenever they wanted to, especially on the power plays against the Montreal Canadiens. So um, we're going to continue with our 
Vegas Golden Knights theme, and we've got the interview with Kerry uh, McCrumman, the general manager for the Vegas Golden Knights, and his vision and where he sees the Vegas Golden Knights in their progress towards the Stanley Cup. And this is going to be a two-parter. So we're going to bring you part one right now with Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights. And this is courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights Network. We open up the question for Golden Knights general manager Kelly McCrimmon. We'll start with a brief opening statement from Kelly. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time. Um, well, I guess uh, as, I, as I made some notes here today, first things first, what a year that was when you look at the season beginning on the 13th of January, camp before that, opening to no fans, gradually seeing attendance increase uh, in our building to uh, the sold-out crowds that we played for uh, beginning on the 1st of June. Uh, playing to the 24th of June, I'd like to give uh, our players a lot of credit for the commitment and the sacrifices that they made this year. Our day-to-day uh, -day existence was uh, uh, challenging for uh, you know players that are that age that have families that are involved in uh, activities and uh, in living life. And I know that uh, it was a lot of sacrifice uh, from our players. So I want to thank uh, them for for that. And I look forward to uh, next season when hopefully we take one more step towards uh, normal times, playing every team in the NHL, having uh, you know a travel schedule that's more uh, reflective of what we uh, have become used to, and uh, hopefully better days ahead with respect to, to those things. Uh, I'd like to congratulate the Montreal Canadiens on their series victory uh, over our team and advancing to the Stanley Cup Finals. I thought that they played uh, a great series. They have beaten three good teams to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, so congratulations uh, to them uh, for that accomplishment. With respect to our own season, our own, uh, my thoughts, uh, over my overview of thoughts on our year, um, we had a really consistent, uh, positively successful year. We had 40 wins. We tied for... Uh, first overall with Colorado with uh, with 82 points. We beat a really good team in the Minnesota Wild in the first round. I believe they were ninth overall in the NHL. We beat the President's Trophy winner uh, in the second round. We had some great moments uh, as an organization. Both of those series we were able to win uh, on home ice, which uh, was fantastic for our fans and, uh, and our entire uh, organization. Um, you know, I've mentioned before, I think this is our, this was our best team. We made improvements to our team in year four from a personnel standpoint. I think we made improvements to our team in terms of style of play. Um, you know, I think without both of those, uh, improvements, I don't know that we beat Minnesota. I don't know that we beat Colorado. It's hard to win. You have to continue to get better whatever ways that you can. And uh, obviously, like uh, like everyone in the organization, extremely disappointed not to be uh, moving on uh, to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, what lies ahead? Expansion is, uh, is next up on the uh, NHL calendar. Uh, then the NHL draft on July 23rd and 24th. NHL free agency, I believe, is on uh, July the 28th. Those are all things that will 
uh, take a lot of time uh, between now and then. Those are important dates uh, on the calendar. And uh, those are my, uh, my general thoughts uh, on the season. I'll open it up uh, to questions. I, I would say to you that you're likely going to have questions that I don't have answers to. We finished playing two days ago. So with respect to the unrestricted free agents, we have, uh, you know, uh, four of those. Um, you know, those aren't things that we're going to com uh, comment on uh, individually or collectively. It's like any contract that we're working on. We'll keep those discussions uh, internal when there's, new when there's news to announce uh, on any of those fronts. Uh, we will make uh, make announcements at that time. Um, but with that, I'll uh, open it up to questions and uh, do my best to get you answers. Thanks, Kelly. A reminder from media on the call, you can raise your hand below. We'll go ahead and get started with Ben Goats from the Las Vegas Regional. Hey, Kelly. First of all, hope you're you know doing well, feeling well. Um, Thank you. You guys obviously had a unique setup this year with two number one goaltenders and $12 million in salary cap space allocated to that position. It's just how do you feel that tandem worked all season, and do you plan on both those guys coming back next year? Well, I think it worked really well. I think that, uh, you know, the Jennings Trophy is a pretty good indicator of how uh, well it worked for the fewest goals allowed, and it's, it's about more than just the goaltenders that win the Jennings Trophy. It's team, it's coaching. But certainly, uh, those two goaltenders were uh, front and center in any uh, success we had in that regard. I think that it helped us in uh, in the playoffs uh, as well. So, um, you know, we were really fortunate, I think, to have two goaltenders as good as we uh, as we did this year. With respect to what lies ahead with uh, those decisions, uh, you know, again, we've uh, we've been done for 48 hours, not even. Uh, you know, those are all things that have to go into, you know, have to be discussed as we uh, get ready for the off season and going into uh, to next year. So we'll get to that uh, in due course. Next question today for Kelly McCrimmon goes to Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. Hi, Kelly. I wanted to ask about two of your younger centers on the team, Peyton Krebs. I'm curious if before he was hurt, if the intention was for him to play playoff games for you guys. And number two, uh, Cody Glass didn't play a whole lot of playoff games for you guys. I'm curious kind of how you view him as part of the future of the organization. Well, both players are real good young prospects. Both players are uh, high character people that were first round picks by our team. We have high hopes for both. I don't know that there was any expectation with respect to Peyton if he would be a candidate to play in the playoffs. He was playing at the time he was injured and was, uh, was giving us uh, some good games the coaches elected to leave them in so I think that speaks to what uh, they were seeing um, You know, he was he was healthy and available. So he was uh, he was clear to play uh, in the playoffs if uh, the coaches would have uh, selected him. and uh, With respect to Cody, I think that it was likely a tougher year for Cody than uh, than he expected I think it's important uh, that he knows we believe in him, and uh, sometimes these things take more time. And development isn't always a straight line, and I know that's hard for people that uh, uh, don't have a lot of experience in the game to sometimes uh, recognize, but uh, you know, there's a long list of players that have been a little later uh, finding their way, and we uh, still expect that Cody's going to do that.
Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. Hey, this is Bob Golick, formerly of the Los Angeles Raiders. Go Raider fans. You're listening to Coach's Corner with the coach, Jim Bola. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. I want to thank Bob Golick for introducing this segment here. And we've got Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights. Again, this is the season-ending recap uh, for the team. And there's a lot of issues that they've got to address. Uh, Alec Martinez is a unrestricted free agent. I'm sure they want to try to keep him. His salary is $4 million. He demands way more than that, probably a minimum of five, I would think. Led the NHL in block shots. Led the NHL postseason play in block shots. And played, we just found this out, and played the whole postseason with a broken foot. Uh, unaware of any media people here in town or any people, any media people anywhere, to be honest with you. Um, tough guy, tough guy, taking shots, uh, blocking shots with his body, and again, playing with a broken foot. So here is uh, Kelly McCrimmon with his uh, part two of his season-ending recap of the Vegas Golden Knights. And again, this is courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights Network. It's Coach Jesse Granger on the Athletic. Hi, Kelly. Sort of a two-part question. Um, I know you don't want to discuss the UFAs, but I was wondering if you could just kind of tell us what your uh, schedule looks like, I guess, when you plan on starting those discussions. And then also, uh, you mentioned expansion is next on the calendar. Um, What role do you expect to play in expansion? Well, I don't know that there is an answer for the first question, Jesse. I, I thought I spoke to that in my opening comments. Uh, with respect to expansion, I think it's more, uh, you know, I think, I think what's going on around uh, NHL right now, I'm guessing, and likely uh, we haven't been as involved as what uh, we will be or what we would have been if we weren't playing. It's just a lot of discussion. And, uh, you know, I know from experience that expansion, uh, it's, it slows things down in the market. And I, I, I Without knowing, I, I suspect it's likely having that effect uh, across the NHL uh, right now. Ron, uh, Ron Francis is in the, the catbird seat in terms of knowing what's going on likely in more uh, organizations, inside more organizations than anyone else uh, is. So I think it's probably uh, uh, just an exercise in establishing uh, contact with uh, different teams to see, uh, you know, to, to see what what uh, type of fits there might be, might not be, what, uh, what a team is uh, hearing, what, uh, what the landscape is looking like, what 
uh, you know, your best uh, ability to predict what might be uh, what might be going to take place. Next question for Kelly today goes to David Shane from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, Kelly. Regard to the goalies, your owner has publicly come out and said that he does not want Marc Andre Fleury traded. Marc Andre Fleury has publicly come out and said that he wants to stay with the team. How difficult does that make your job going forward as you make these decisions with what to do uh, with the two goaltenders? Well, that might be exactly what we want, Dave. So uh, I don't know that it, uh, you know, those are all things that, uh, you know, go into decisions that uh, that the organization makes. So I don't think that it's, uh, um, it's, it's just another thing to, to, to work through and work around and be open in communication with, and that's what we'll do. Let's take a brief pause if there's any final questions today for Kelly and McCrimmon. Or Danny Webster with NHL.com. Hi, Kelly. Uh, Alec Martinez mentioned he had uh, played the postseason with a uh, broken foot, and I was wondering if you can give a timeline of when that happened and also just comment on the way he was able to uh, play with, through such an injury. Well, Alec had a great year, uh, really, since we acquired him at the trade deadline a year ago. He's been a great addition. Uh, his offensive production this year was uh, uh, very high end. He was many nights our best defenseman. He uh, he broke his foot late in the regular season. I believe he missed a handful of games uh, right towards the end of the regular season, and then uh, the entire playoffs. Of course, he was uh, playing with uh, with the broken foot. Next word to Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. I know we'll probably talk to you again closer to the draft, but I'm kind of curious, just with some leagues not playing uh, junior leagues, just how challenging was scouting this year, and how hard do you think it's going to be to to get a good read on these players before you before you draft them? Well, that's a real good question. I, I think, you know, and, and dealing with our amateur staff here a lot uh, lately as we go through our uh, evaluations, our interviews with draft prospects, um, Better than you think, uh, I guess would be my answer. The Western Hockey League did get playing. The Quebec uh, League did play. Uh, the USHL played. Division One College played. Leagues in Europe got going. I think where you, you'd see a bit of a disadvantage would be with respect to the Ontario Hockey League, who did not play this year. So that's a real uh, challenge trying to you know, use viewings from two years ago and then project what uh, what that player might be like if he had played. That's a that's a tall uh, task for scouting staffs. Then I think the other thing that's going to be different for all teams is the ability for you know in our in our case uh, you know we've got a handful of people that travel uh, to Europe and uh, all over North America during the normal season. Our people weren't able to get into Europe. Uh, some of our European people did get into the U.S., so we had some crossover that way. But as we go through it, I uh, I like the sounds of uh, what I'm hearing from our guys in terms of their confidence level that they've got, you know, a good read on a player. They think they, uh, you know, again, they're just, uh, you know, just as an observer, uh, the guys sound, uh, the guys sound real uh, real good about uh, you know, the, the body of work they've been able to put together. From Jesse Granger with the Athletic. 
Kelly, your, your expansion was obviously the first one with these rules, and now, now it's been four years. I'm curious, just as an observer from the outside, how, how differently do you think that this expansion is going to go for Seattle, just in terms of what other GMs are looking at and, and using the experience with you guys uh, in their favor? Well, I've said all along to, uh, to the people who have been critical of the teams that traded uh, players to stay away from other players or that type of thing. I, I've uh, maintained all along that when the 30 teams that are dealing with Seattle go to submit their list, if there's a deal there that allows them to protect the player they deem to be vitally important to the team, they're going to still do that. And it's, uh, you know, some teams that uh, is going to seem uh, silly because maybe they're not going to be giving up that good of a player. But for uh, people to look from the outside at an organization and, and uh, you know, with hindsight, be critical that they made this move or that move, I think that, uh, you know, those decisions, uh, you know, were designed to protect teams from losing very, val very valuable players. I could go through uh, the teams, I could go through the players. Had they not made the move, we would have simply taken other players. So, I don't think that it means there'll be uh, no moves with Seattle or, or fewer moves. I think that teams will evaluate it on a case-by-case -case basis. If they can be in a better position when it's all said and done by cutting a deal with Seattle, that's what they'll do. And uh, the flip side is, if Seattle is in a better situation by simply taking a player, that's what they're going to do. And and bridging that gap is going to what dictate whether a deal happens or a deal doesn't happen. That's, that's just... Uh, the nature of how trades are made is effectively what that is the situation we're talking about. That is a trade. So that's uh, that's how I look at it. I think the big difference uh, expansion today versus expansion when uh, when we came in, uh, the, the salary cap, the value of cap space uh, when we came in versus the value of cap space today, I don't even think is comparable. So uh, Seattle have got. Uh, a big hammer to swing there uh, in terms of uh, exercising that leverage. And, uh, you know, I don't have any idea what, uh, you know, what approach they'll take. Uh, you know, they'll uh, have, I think, the ability to go a number of different directions uh, when, uh, when those lists come in. Time for one final question today. That goes to David Shane, Las Vegas, from Utah. Hi, Kelly. Looking toward next year, I was Curious if you've spoken to the NHL or requested or petitioned to have the gold jerseys uh, be the home jersey, and what is the the process with that? If, if in fact you're going forward with that, uh, no, we haven't. And uh, again, you, you think I've been busy since Thursday night? I can tell. Uh, that would be uh, you know decisions that would be made along the way that would go through. Uh, all the proper channels at the NHL office would go through Kerry Bubbles on our uh, business side, obviously Bill Foley, George McPhee, but those aren't uh, those aren't discussions that have been had uh, at this point yet. Kelly, thanks for taking the time today. Thank. You. That will conclude the availability today. Thanks to all the media on the call. We'll send out a full recording shortly. Thanks everyone.
Hi guys, we're here at the Casablanca and we are at the world-class spa and salon. Okay, Elise, tell us about the amenities that you have. So we have two heated pools and a eucalyptus steam room, a relaxation room, and we even have our own private menu to order lunch. Okay, tell me about the triple shot trio. So that is a scrub, a massage, and a wrap, and it's 100 minutes for $160. So Sign me up! Yeah, let's go get you one. Sounds good. Prices for their massages start at just $45. Plus, they have several spa packages to choose from to make your stay at the Casablanca the perfect retreat. Their popular room and spa packages for just $99 comprise of one night in the deluxe tower room at the Casablanca Resort. And your choice of a 50-minute sweetest massage, a 50-minute European facial, or a 45-minute pumpkin pedicure. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And all of our shows can be found on the internet via SoundCloud or Anchor. Or you go to my Facebook page, Jim Bola, and it's there. Just click on the link that's posted there. Or uh, my Twitter account, Coach Bola52, uh, same thing linked there. Or you can go to highwayradio.com, scroll down to the bottom lower right-hand corner of the first page. You'll see Coach's Corner logo. Click on that. Uh, and we want to thank all of our listeners for listening on the internet uh, to our show. So, continue with our postseason kind of wrap up. We've got Mark Stone, and Mark Stone really took this loss uh, to the Montreal Canadiens very, very hard. You could tell by what his uh, what he's is just this whole tone. Is uh, as the captain, he puts a lot of responsibility on himself. And then we also have Mark Andre Fleury, who will be in his last year of his contract, a seven million dollar contract. And the question is, are the Vegas Golden Knights going to try to shop Mark Andre Fleury? He has publicly stated he would like to end his career here in Las Vegas. Um, but with Lerner at five, Fleury at seven, that's a lot of cap space. And there's not a lot of money available right now to keep a player like Martinez and some of the other players, the younger players that they have. Um, so here is Mark Stone will be first, and then we'll have Mark Andre Fleury second with the postseason uh, interviews for those two players. And again, courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I mean, I do think we're close. Um, you know, I think it's very hard to win eight, <clears throat> let alone four of them. Um, you know, I, I think we understand that. <clears throat> I mean, we went seven games in the first round against Minnesota, and, you know, and six games against Colorado, and then six more games against Montreal. Um, you know, we could have lost game seven easily against Minnesota, but I think our group is learning to win uh, different games. Um, I think obviously there's going to be some reflection on the year, uh, kind of as you go um, throughout this summer and the off season. But um, I do think we're close, and we're uh, now it's about uh, you know kind of building that little extra chemistry that I guess over on. Next question from Mark Stone goes to Vince Sapienza, Channel Five, Las Vegas. Hey Mark, we, you guys have talked about all season long how close of a group you are. I'm just curious. Over the past couple of days, like, what are these conversations like with your teammates as you know the season comes to an end and you head to the off season? Yeah, I mean it's never easy getting eliminated. Um, 
you know, whether you miss the playoffs, make the playoffs, you know, losing the first round, losing the finals, is everything's not fun. And, you know, it's disappointing, but uh, like you said, this is the, the group that I, I enjoy coming to the rink with. And, you know, I can't believe it's over. And it was a shorter season this year. And, you know, it, it did kind of feel like a shorter season. And I woke up this morning, and I was coming to the rink to doing an exit medical. It was a lot different feeling than coming to the rink and getting ready to practice or prepare for a game. And, you know, it didn't really feel real. Let's go to Ed Graney at the Las Vegas Review now. Mark, I remember talking to you in Ottawa when Pete first came aboard and there was kind of this mystery of how it would work and it happened so quickly, but you won a ton with him leading you guys. And you do seem like you're very close in your own mind. How has it been in that in that kind of transition over the last few years with him leading you, and do you think you're that close with him? Yeah, I mean, we went to the conference finals back-to-back seasons, him as our coach. Um, you know, I don't think the transition was easy for the first, you know, week or two. But as we started to have more and more success, I think guys uh, bought into uh, what he's preached. We have a group of guys that, um, the egos get thrown out the door uh, when you walk in. Uh, you know, we play, we play to win, um, you know, every night. So uh, I think obviously we're going to have to look at what we can do better. I think the only team, you know, they can say that they are happy is the team that, that wins. Um, you know, we didn't win, so uh, we're going to have to look back and. And see what we can improve on. You know, I think our system is there. I think we, <clears throat> we were great in our D zone all year. And, you know, we scored goals all year, um, but uh, just couldn't get couldn't get the job done uh, again in the same spot. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll be back. And we really like where this team is. Uh, we'll find ways to improve it. Two final questions from Mark. Next one goes to Chris Matthews, Channel 8, Las Vegas. Mark, I wonder if we're going to ask you kind of about this season. It seemed like seemingly you guys were playing every other day. It seemed like it's that condensed schedule. And, and now looking ahead, um, where you're playing a normal schedule, hopefully, and everything's kind of back to normal with the NHL and you have the, the days and the breaks. And you're getting teams from the East and you're going back and playing all these teams. And, and just that camaraderie I, among, among all you players, I assume, that that you've missed this year with seeing old friends in different cities, just kind of for you personally, the excitement of maybe getting back to normal and having a normal schedule and all that. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal, right? Um, you know, I think it's just our league that wants to get back to normal. There's other leagues that are affected as well, but um, I, I, you're bang on. And I love playing in different buildings. And, you know, you know, I love going out east and, and playing in Boston Garden, you know, going out and playing in Madison Square Garden. <clears throat> yeah, I'd love to see Toronto back full, uh, the Canadian cities. I'd love for them to, yeah, to be able to go back and play in Vancouver, play in Calgary, and play in my hometown in Winnipeg. Um, I think we missed that this year. Um, it was difficult to kind of just play the same teams over and over again. Um, we were fortunate to be able to do it. Um, you know, get this season in, but um, you know, we want to play 82 games in the regular season, uh, go out and, and then play all the Eastern teams. 
you know, I, hopefully our fans can get to see you know, Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, uh, get to see those teams and come in and play us. And, and yeah, for sure. I, mean, I got a lot of friends around the league and played with a lot of different guys. And, you know, it's fun to you know, kind of have those dinners and on the road. And, you know, we're locked up a lot in, in, in our hotel rooms, and, but uh, I would never <clears throat> make an excuse. Uh, we got to do what we love, which is, is, is play hockey. Um, you know, we got to hang out as a team for the majority of the season and have that camaraderie. So, um, <clears throat> but like you said, I, I definitely want to get back to home. Last question today for Mark Stone comes from Danny Webster, NHL.com. Hey, Mark, the last two and a half seasons for you, I feel like it seems like a long time, but at the same time, it's probably been a blur getting adjusted to a new city, new environment, and then the contract and being named the captain. And to kind of lead this team over the last two years, what, what's been the biggest thing you've learned as far as like a mental standpoint over two postseasons that have kind of been really mentally taxing? Yeah, they were. It's been difficult. I mean, obviously, last year was, was very mentally difficult. Um, you know, not getting playing from the fans, and, uh, being in the bubble. Um, it was hard for sure. Not being able to see family and friends uh, for an extended period of time. But um, I think this year was you know, obviously different circumstances. But I think um, it started to, to feel more normal. You're getting on eighteen thousand in T-Mobile is. So exciting! There's so many positives that we can take from the season. Obviously, it's hard to, um, to to feel that right now, I guess. But um, I think as a team, uh, you go through these these hurdles, and um, I'm glad that uh, this is where I am. This is glad I'm glad that um, I made this decision, I guess, and, uh, to come to Las Vegas and. And sign for an extended period of time. Uh, you know, I feel like the, you know, the possibilities are endless for this organization. But at the same time, um, you know, we were fortunate. And, you know, teams came to Stanley Cup Finals in the first year, two more conference finals. Uh, we can't take step, can't take a step back. We can't, um, you know, take things for granted. Uh, there's so many teams out there that would love to be in our situation. Um, and they're trying uh, to fight, uh, uh, fight hard to get in our situation. So um, I'm excited for next year. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, they're going to do everything they can to make this team better. I think everybody in that room is going to do everything they can to make, uh, make us improve. Thanks, Mark. Start with Ben Yotes from the Las Vegas Review General. Hey, Mark Andre. Obviously, it was a unique setup this year with you and Robin kind of two number one goaltenders, and it resulted in the Jennings Trophy. And do you hope that you guys are both back next season? Hope so. I know I um, our relationship grew uh, grew over the season. You know, it's uh, get along very good. You know, and um, obviously as goalies, that's something you uh, strive for. You know, it's winning games, but also you know. Not giving up too much, and I think both of us together uh, we're going to accomplish that this year. Next question from Mark Andre Fleury goes to Jesse Granger with the Athletic. Hey, Mark Andre, it hasn't been a secret uh, over the last four years that you like playing a lot. I'm curious, has this rotation and just the way you've gone through this, has it maybe changed your perspective at all? 
Um, I, I think this year was a little different, right? Not uh, having so much time in between, so much time off in between games because we kept playing a lot and all. But um, but still, no, it was. I, I didn't find it too, too bad at all. You know that it gave me time to um, have some good practice in between games and have some rest time in between games, and um, it, it wasn't that bad. Thanks. We'll go to Ed Graney, Las Vegas Regional. Uh, Mark, obviously, doesn't mean you said what you mean to the town and, and the fan base and your mark here. Uh, can you envision not ending your career here? Is that even into your mind? Uh, not really. You know, we just you know, finished a couple of days ago, and it's still uh, on my mind, right? So, uh, frustrating when you see Tampa and Montreal events and, you know, thinking we could be there, right? And um, I haven't given much thought to the future. and. It's always been my heart to uh, let him stick around and um, finish off the year. Thanks for Christopher Chapman from Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, hi, Mark Andre. I know you've said in the past that you don't go into a season wanting to win individual awards, but the reality is you could win the Vezina Trophy on Tuesday night. But I'm just curious if you could say something about the other two guys that are up for the award and just the seasons that they've had. Yeah. Um, Amazing goalies, you know. I have a lot of respect for them, and uh, you know, even though I've been playing for a long time, I, I still love uh, watching goalies and uh, in the NHL what they do and how they move and uh, how they do things, you know. And those two are obviously very nice to watch. And I think there's so many good goalies around the league, and you know, there could have been three more guys out there. But uh, in my in my head, I think this last is probably the best goalie in the league ahead is in the world, right? He's got everything going for him, and I'll we'll take one final question today from Mark Andre Fleury. That goes to David Shane, Las Vegas Reader. Hi, Mark Andre. When when Robin was speaking, he mentioned that your children sent him pictures um, before his start. So I was wondering if maybe you could fill us in on some of the details of that and just what that was like for you to do. You know, after having such a difficult series. I didn't do nothing. I was, I was on the road with Robin. Uh, I don't know, I, my two girls just loved arts and crafts, loved letters, right, as you can see. Um, they give me a lot of those, and obviously it was a big game coming up, you know, game six months ago, and, and they thought, you know, with their own heart, they, would want, they wanted to send Robin their own no love, and I thought it was really, uh, really sweet of them. Thanks, Mark. Coach's Quarter continues. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola. And as I said before, the NHL has awarded the 2022 All-Star Game to Las Vegas. A lot of stuff happening in this town. You've got the Oakland Athletics. Now, are they using us as a leverage to get their billion-dollar deal up in Oakland? Well, their president came back. And said right now that Las Vegas is the only town that they're looking at for the move. And he has looked at over 30 sites. Talked about up in Summerlin. How it would be great to have a stadium up in Summerlin overlooking the city. Talked about a number of different uh, uh, properties available on the south end of the Strip. Uh, Continuing with the Legion Stadium theme. Uh, They're looking at a retractable stadium. They will be going down to Arlington to visit the Rangers' new stadium with their retractable dome 
down there. Uh, but uh, it's going to be really interesting to see there. So you also have the Olympic men's Olympic roster has been unveiled, and they will be working out this year. They will be working out at the Michelob Ultra Arena in Mandalay Bay. Uh, they used to work out at the uh, Mendenhall Center and Thomas and Mack, but MGM courted them to come and play at the Mandalay Bay at the uh, arena that they have there where the Las Vegas Aces are currently playing there. Uh, so they will start uh, that uh, process in a couple weeks as the Olympics are starting on July 23rd, 22nd, 23rd um, there. So in uh, some other news, the odds are out for next year's Stanley Cup. And guess who's favored? The Las Vegas Golden Knights at 5-1. to one. Uh, and that's coming from Westgate Station Casinos has them six to one. Avalanche in second place at five to one. Uh, at both places, Westgate and Stations. Lightning at seven to one and five to one stations. Uh, Maple Leafs fourteen to one at both. So the Las Vegas Knights must be doing something right, other than they can't get the puck in the net in the f- conference finals for two years in a row. Uh, and as I said, that wall went down the drain last night when the Lightning scored five uh, against the Montreal Canadiens. Um, so Price was, uh, he was 27 shots, 22 saves. Uh, Tampa Bay's goalie was 19 out of 18 shots. And the Lightning take a one nothing lead there. So uh, Las Vegas Aces will be on the road playing two games at the L.A. Sparks. Now, they play on tomorrow night at uh, Staples against the Sparks. And with that victory, they will be tied with the Storm, but they will actually go ahead of the Storm because they have the tiebreaker uh, with the Storm being having won two of the three uh, games there. So in the standings right now for uh, the WNBA, we have the Seattle Storm at 12 and four, the Las Vegas Aces at 11 and four, with a half game back. But as I said, the game on Wednesday will be the Aces will be playing at Los Angeles. Um, the Storm does not play this week; they are off until the weekend. So Vegas has a chance to. Get a victory on Wednesday. Get another victory um, on Friday uh, down at Staples against the L.A. Sparks. Now, the L.A. Sparks are 6-8 and eight, currently in last place in the Western Conference. Uh, so, But they shouldn't be taken lightly. So we'll see what happens there. Um, so in some other games in the NBA, you've got the uh, Clippers winning last night uh, 116-116. To 102 over the Suns to bring the game back to L.A. And that will be a game uh, tomorrow. We'll be play, the Clippers will be playing at 6 o'clock. We'll be playing the Suns. Suns looking to sh- close it out. 
uh, in the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee is up 2-1 with the game uh, tonight at Atlanta at 5.30 our time. So lots of action, sports action happening across the country and especially in the sports books here in town. So we've got uh, College World Series going on with uh, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt in the finals. And that, uh, you've, as I said, you've got the um, the adding of the NHL for 2022 at T-Mobile and some of the events that they will have. Uh, will be accuracy shooting, uh, the hardest shot, uh, the save streak, which Golder can last the longest, uh, the NHL shooting stars who can get the most targets from an elevated shooting platform, and then they have the elite women's three-on-three hockey, and then they will have the actual all-star game, which will be um, really, really a great event. And Las Vegas will do a great job of putting that event on, as everybody familiar with Las Vegas knows. Uh, They're not going to let it be any kind of second rate. They're going to make it something that somebody else has to potentially try to beat, but they will not be able to beat it. Um, So, as I said, you're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. 